This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, guys, and welcome to another edition of the JRE Review. Uh, this one is coming a little late, and it's going to be a, b- a bit of a quick one today. Um, the MMA Show 67 with Kevin Lee. It was... Uh, it- it was an interesting conversation because Kevin's coming off some tough losses. He's a great fighter, if you're familiar with him, but uh, his division is really stacked right now. And with Tony Ferguson just smashing his way through everyone, obviously Khabib's up there and, and Connor's kind of stalled that division a little bit in certain ways, though he hasn't been fighting for some time. It's just a lot going on over there. And um, it was great to hear Kevin come in and kind of talk about his what he's been through and what's been going on. What I found really striking about it is oftentimes Joe will have guys in that have just won a belt or a championship or or they're on a a big win streak. And Kevin's more on like a transitionary period. So the the conversation was different, but uh, just as good. But anyway, let's start this review. All right, great. I've made my intro music a little shorter, and I don't speak over it, which was super annoying. So I apologize uh, for anyone that had to put up with that. Even I hated it, but I just wanted to do something. So Joe's conversation with Kevin. Like I said, Kevin, it, it, he'd come off some tough losses, right? You could hear that in his voice, I felt. And it was very difficult for him in a lot of ways to kind of put those things together because he said everything going into his camp was perfect but there was some striking parts to his story and one was that his his former coach had passed away and this was like his mentor the guy that knew everything about the way he fought and after losing him and not having somebody in his corner to really redirect him and, and like he said multiple times calm him down he was in a tough spot i think and that led to these losses in a way uh his coach was still around during his loss i think to tony ferguson uh so he kind of he was blaming himself i think for that which is a real shame but it must be so hard to deal with all the pressure of an event like that and then fans and everything and then you feel like you let your side down it, it just must be incredibly difficult. And, you know, my hat goes off to anybody that steps in that ring and really makes that happen. Saying that everything was perfect going into the fight, like the warm-up, the training, the just the whole camp, and then stepping in there and losing, in a way that's almost worse than if you had a problem or some issue that you could kind of blame it on. That must in itself be a really frustrating event because all your confidence is there, your health is there, everything. You really should be at your best. And then to lose, it says, well, hold on, next time I do a camp, if there's anything wrong with me, 
if I have any problems at all, I'm going to be worse than I was when I lost. That's super discouraging, it seems like. So, you know, Kevin's playing a bit of a mind game now is what it sounds like to me, uh, to where he has to he has to build that confidence up and, and kind of get get back on the horse and get rolling again. And, and he seems to have done it. I mean, I really like the way he thinks. I'm sure that's why Joe had him on. He just has a very kind of clear, crisp approach to things. Uh, he sees it for what it is, or as close as you can, and then he adjusts without being too hard on himself. And there, there still is that moment, that time, that pause, where he says, okay, yep, this wasn't good, or I fucked up, or I could change this. Um, but he doesn't dwell on it, I think, is, is the real point to be made. Joe was pushing a lot for him to find a new coach and suggested some people. Joe's top recommendation was Faraz um, Ahabi. I think it's how you say his name. He's GSP's coach. He's been on Rogan before. He's excellent on the podcast and supposedly just breaks everything down really well. He he speaks very logically. He's kind of like, he has like a philosopher tone, which is, which is interesting because like Danaher has that too, the jiu-jitsu leg-locking guy. And it's funny how this like philosophy and fighting goes hand in hand. You kind of think of philosophers as like, I don't know, just some nerds. And now you've got these killers that also do the same and warriors of the past as well. That like would philosophize a lot. I wonder why that is. I wonder why, how, where the connection is and why they feel they need to do that. I do find that very interesting. They do talk a little bit about the Gracie family and what the Gracie family has done for martial arts in the world. You have to give it to them. The Gracie family uh, uh, changed martial arts forever. And they showed everybody a more superior way of doing a martial art and that a lot of them have major holes that can be exploited. And Joe talks about the the guy that brought this knowledge to them from Japan, I can't remember his name. I'm sure you could look it up. I, I should because I'm very interested in the history of it. But Joe said, I wonder if he had brought that information to another family. If he had gone somewhere else, say, let's say he'd gone to Spain or he'd gone to Italy or he'd gone to Canada. Maybe if he found the right family, regardless, he could have taught that skill set to them and, and see what they develop. I, I would think no. I think that there was something very special about the Gracies and they adapted to it. They were obviously very athletic and and they took that knowledge and, and changed a lot of it and really perfected it and and yeah, have had so many world champions and still making them. The Gracie name is just synonymous with jiu-jitsu. It will be forever, I would imagine. Uh, truly unbelievable stuff and... You know, it just has spread into kind of like every area of uh, the MMA world. I mean, nobody's doing MMA without some jujitsu, some base level. They just know how powerful it is. If you don't know it, you're going to get fucked up. Talking about great times for fights, the heavyweight division in boxing. Holy shit, is that coming back? We have some great boxers right now. Just unreal. Tyson Fury, uh, Deontay Wilder. We've got um, Anthony Johnson. What is his name? I should know. He's the English guy. And then we've got that that Luis guy that just won um, the the fight against Anthony. And unbelievable. Oh, Anthony Joshua. That's it. But 
unbelievable. And what's cool is it's almost like a video game. They all have very different skills in a sense. You know, you've got like the tubby hard hitter that just keeps coming at you. Then you've got Anthony, who's like, you know, great shape, real tall, moves really well, technical. You've got uh, Deontay Wilder. He's like kind of slimmer, taller, and then just has a fucking punch from hell that comes out and just can take anyone down. And then you've got Tyson Fury that is just a whole nother level of person. I mean, his fight recently against, uh, was it Schwartz? Uh, two rounds. Demolished him. It just It's so exciting, and it was so cool. I, I absolutely love it. I'm so back into boxing and watching that now, and, and heavyweights is where it's at. I mean, you, it's the same in MMA. If we, when we have a really strong heavyweight division, it, it changes the game. It's really exciting. That's why, like, Brock Lesnar was able to become, was such a superstar right away. I mean, obviously he was famous for WWE, but once he became the champion and the biggest dude, I mean, it was, it, it was just next level celebrity and explosion for the heavyweight division. It was like, who the fuck is ever going to be that guy? And then, of course, a bunch of people came out and did it. On this podcast, they did talk a little bit about GSP's return. Will he return? Who's he going to return to fight? How will he do it? Will he come back and fight Habib? Uh, interesting. I mean, he'd have to lose a bit of weight, and Habib would have to gain some. But it would be fucking cool. If, I think he should do it if no one can decrown or take the belt away from Habib. If no one can. If Tony gets up there and nothing, and then, you know, everyone else that goes up against... Um, who is Habib fighting next? Portier? Uh, what is his name? Portier? Why am I forgetting everyone's names today? I, I apologize to any of these fighters. Like, you're awesome, and I usually remember your name. Um, but yeah, if, if Habib's able to just win, and win and win and win and win and win, I think GSP... I think it would be a great move for him to come back. And to say, oh, maybe have a warm-up fight first. He might have some ring rust. I just don't know about that. I really don't because he didn't have any um, when he came back to fight Bisbing. I mean, did he? It didn't look like it. Came back, got right back in, and just walloped him. I mean, that was one of his best performances, and I can't even remember how long. Well, for one, he's been out of the ring forever. But, you know, most of his fights... Uh, title defenses before that were all just to um decision so to get to get a submission was absolutely awesome it's a great time great time for ufc great time for mma uh i absolutely love it watching it is a little tricky that espn plus business is kind of confusing i don't really know how that's all going i know they still show it at, at bars so i don't know if it's all espn plus or or how they get the licensing but Otherwise, though, it's awesome. Guys, as always, thanks for downloading. I really appreciate you. Peace.